Thanks for listening to the Women Emerging podcast. Every week we put up a new episode with insights into leadership, practical leadership, seen through the eyes of women leaders of all ages and all sectors from right across the world. Our aim is for women to be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join Women Emerging on our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org for more fabulous free leadership content. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Julia Middleton here, Director of Women Emerging and your podcast host. This is another series of episodes where a series of women leaders talk about what they've learned about leading and choose five objects to illustrate it, each one. And forgive me, but this episode is going to be me interviewing me. Why? Because I just feel like there is this vast, huge mountain that has been taken off my back. It's Monday and I just feel completely different. Why? Firstly, because I finally finished the book. I finished the book, I finished the book, I finished the book. It's not perfect. It could be much better. There are endless things I could do better, but it's done and it's gone to the publishers. That is a huge mountain. And the second reason is the reason why I have this huge grin all over my face, because on Friday, Poppy was born. My, my middle daughter, who it was always very questionable whether she would ever have a baby. And if she got pregnant, whether the baby would thrive and whether Katie would survive unharmed and on Friday Poppy was born and um, I am so happy that it is almost impossible to describe to you how happy I am. Anyhow, so to mark this moment and to mark this moment for all the women that I love so dearly who've been part of Women Emerging, I wanted to share this moment with you. And I wanted to um, choose my five objects that, that capture what's been happening over the last few months with me of supporting Katie as she's produced Poppy, which is her achievement, not mine, and about producing the book. And I promise you, each object will have some leading lessons of leading because I've learned a lot about leading over the last few months. So the first one, my first object, is a pic picture of Poppy. Um, actually, totally self-indulgently, it's a picture of Poppy with me. She is now three days old. She was born at 33 weeks and she weighs two kilograms and she is utterly beautiful, um, as is her mother. What did I learn about leadership? I think actually, do you know what I learned this weekend is there are moments when people say, how are, how are you all to say we are totally and utterly brilliant? 
with no ifs and no buts, that sometimes, do you know, as leaders, you're sort of weighed down by all the possibilities, all the scenarios, all the things that could go wrong. And somehow you don't stop in the moment and just say, at this very moment, everything is totally and utterly brilliant. And I think I've got to do that more. Let simply the joy of the moment and the joy of the love of the moment just pour through. No ifs and buts. Sure, something could happen tomorrow. But actually, as leaders, I think sometimes we are so weighed down by our knowledge, our, our extraordinary ability to produce risk analysis, which um, tells us what might go wrong tomorrow, just to hold on to today. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. So that is a picture of Poppy and I. We discovered Poppy's existence that week that we were in Bellagio. So Poppy will always be the age of the first women emerging expedition. Uh, may she love that connection. The second object I thought I would share is it's a sort of screenshot. So every Wednesday, we would get this screenshot of saying how many weeks your baby is. So we survived the first 12 weeks and then we survived the first 24 weeks. And then this was actually a screenshot at 27 weeks. If I'm honest, I don't think I ever thought we would get beyond 28 weeks and 33 weeks is a total miracle. And Poppy came out and was breathing on her own at 33 weeks. But this is a screenshot at 27 weeks. And I can't remember. It says sometimes it said that your baby is like a small nut or a peanut. And sometimes it said that your baby is like the size of a melon, whatever. Can't remember what the 27 did, but this was what we got every week and I for the for me this screenshot just um, illustrates actually fear um, crude undisguised overwhelming fear that something was going to go wrong and um, and it's interested me a lot, that level of fear over the last 33 weeks. That level of fear, it, it clouds your head. That's the biggest feeling I felt this morning is my head feels unclouded because I'm no longer as frightened. And I don't know, I think perhaps recognising just how clouded you become when you are fearful and you can't do much about it is somehow important because it must influence how we behave as leaders. I think the other thing that's interesting is that, of course, we all talk about being vulnerable and admitting our fears. But equally, I've, I've also learnt over the last few weeks that there are points at which if you do express your fears, people cut you out because they can't afford 
for your fears to be contagious. So our toughest moments, Katie and I, over the last 33 weeks, I think have been moments when she has deliberately and understandably cut me out because she could feel or smell my fear and she couldn't afford to catch it. And I think that's very interesting too in terms of leadership, that of course you must be vulnerable, but you want to be very careful about being too vulnerable because fear can be contagious and the consequences is, is that people cut you out. And it, it broke my heart when Katie was cutting me out, but I knew why she was doing it and she was right. And I, it came right again and we carried on, but it was tough. My third um, object is that is that it's a, it's a, well, on the last day of the expedition, Anna Luge had, the, had brought this necklace. It was a beautiful necklace and it had a whole series of baubles on it. And she, 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 in front of us all, she cut the string on it and she gave each of us a bauble. And I have it, I have mine and you can now see mine. And somehow, you know, all the way through the 33 weeks, Every single one of the 24 women who are on the expedition has sucked up some of my fear and sent me such love that it has completely reminded me how much as a leader, as a woman leader, you have to have your female friendships. We've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but oh, wow, have the last few weeks showed me that, whether it was um, <clears throat> Anna or Mona, Mona phoning. She just, on Friday, she phoned me. I was literally, I was literally coming out of the ward having just met Poppy and Mona just phoned me. She said her voice was just dancing. I couldn't talk for long because I had to go and do something. but. Every single one of the women on the expedition has been utterly beautiful to me. And I think that we have to remember how important those friendships are. Um, at the end of the expedition, when we were in Bellagio, Aparna and I were sharing a room. So she knew more than most because I was so miserable in my bedroom, having conversations with Katie about what we should do and how it would go. And um, every single one of the women, not just the ones I've mentioned, but female friendships, so incredibly important. Incredibly important. And it's interesting too, you know, back to the vulnerability word. Um, we have a WhatsApp group and I've shared progress over the 33 weeks. And it's interesting as I, I, I sort of, I didn't want to bore them with my problems. But also, I don't know if you feel it, but I, I had this very strong sense of, um, I bet their problems are much bigger than my problems. So by what right would I be sharing the load of mine? And, um, 
So my fear was less about showing my vulnerability to the group of women, but more about somehow sending the message that my problems were somehow more than other people's. That's what was holding me back. And I was so wrong. Every time I did share, the love that came back was wonderful. So that's Poppy. The other thing is is the book. And, um, yeah, the book, it was finished the other day. And then last week, how Poppy got her timing right, I have no idea. But last week, um, I recorded the audio version of the book. Uh, now, when I sat down to do the audio version of the book, there was a man called Mac who was running the studio and he said to me, do you normally sound like this? And I said, no, I just sound more sexy than usual. And the truth is I have had for the last three to four weeks, terrible tonsillitis and hardly any voice. You can still hear the slight crackle in my voice now, perhaps. And um, so we recorded seven hours a day for five days. Uh, it was a tough task and my body all the way through was saying, let's not do this. This is a really bad idea. And everyone was telling me that if I carried on forcing my voice to come out during the recording studio, because I had this pump thing, that's my, that's my object, this thing that I was sort of spraying into the back of my mouth. And I was being warned that it would take me weeks and weeks to get my voice back if I did this. But I think... Though, and the book reflects it, you know, you must listen to your body. Your body is a barometer. There are also moments as a leader where you have to say, my body could be screaming and screaming and screaming, but I've got to achieve this. I've got to do this. Um, you can write me and give me all the wellness lectures in the world. I still know I have to record this. I've got to record it anyhow, but I also record, got to record it because I... I, I always knew Poppy was going to get born in August. I just, I knew it. Everybody else said it would be other times. I knew it was going to be August. So I knew that I had to get that recorded because I knew she was on her way. Um, and I kept on pumping this stuff into the back of my throat. And you listen to your body, but sometimes you have to overrule it and tell it that it's going to have this spray, whatever happens. And I tell you, just to counter that so you don't think I've completely forgotten about the messages of the body. Um, Katie for, has an autoimmune condition, so, so she's, she, she takes steroids. And so the baby was, Poppy was born in, in, on the Friday. And so she had a caesarean in the afternoon of Friday. And then at midnight, the doctors arrived and told her that she had to have a major infusion of steroids. That, so this was the middle of the night. And Katie just said, no. And they said, yes, you've got to have it. And she said, no, I, no, I've had an autoimmune condition for a long time. I, <laughs> no. And, and um, <laughs> she just said, no. Her body was telling her to say no. And they said, if you say no, we're going to write on your notes that you refused medical advice. Katie said, no. She was in the middle of the night, having just had a caesarean, because her body was telling her to say no. Anyhow, next morning, got on him. 
the person who'd come during the night came to and said, I am really, really sorry, we didn't read your notes right. And actually your rheumatologist had said, don't give her masses of steroids. So actually, Katie, your body was sending you the right message. So bodies sometimes send good messages, but sometimes you have to overrule them, pump stuff in the back of your throat, because otherwise the audiobook would not exist. And my last object is, it's a screenshot of one of the appendices at the back of the book. And that appendices has the name of the 101 women who are in the book uh, named. It's only the first page because it goes on for three pages, having all the 101 women. And what did that, what did that teach me about leading? It taught me that you know, in all those conversations, and Utara was the person who really put it to words for me. In all those conversations with women to create the book, two things happened. Firstly, I learnt things. I learnt a lot. I learnt an enormous amount, never to be underestimated, always to be hugely appreciated, and always I will always feel sad that I didn't learn all those things about 40 years ago, but it's only at the age of 65 that I am. The second thing it did, all those conversations, is it validated some of the things that I do do and that I have done as a leader. And that validation is really important because somehow you can go forward and do it with more legitimacy and more confidence. So it's not just the things you learn, it's the things that you realise you've been getting right. Thank you to all the 101 women who taught me so much during that process. So the book is out in early October. In, what am I saying, in written form, so that you can either download it or you can get a hard copy and in audio form because the throat spray worked and I hope you're going to love it. Don't forget it's not a book about leadership. There's plenty of them. It's a guidebook, a handbook to, for people, for women who choose to do an expedition themselves and the book will help them give it shape I hope and help them to get through their expedition. Uh, so it's out soon. And by then, I promise, I promise to send you another picture of Poppy, who will, I have no doubt, be thriving and will be a woman emerging and will say, if that's leading, I'm in. That's the name of the book. If that's leading, I'm in. Ah, uh, so a moment of real, real happiness. I just had to share it, but also a real, real learning about leading and how to lead well so much that I've learned over the last few weeks and months. So back again next week with a more legitimate podcast another woman sharing her five learnings about leading 
and illustrating them with an object that somehow brings them to life. But um, in the meantime, I send you all my love and I, I just know you're all sending your love back to me and for that I'm grateful. Lots of love, Julia. To become part of our movement and share your thinking with us, subscribe to the podcast and join the Women Emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org. We love all of the messages you send us. Keep them coming.